You're listening to The Bridge, a podcast on stories of courage, resilience, and innovation with me, Linda Fadriza Williams, the president of Central Penn College. Welcome to The Bridge, a podcast all about resiliency and overcoming obstacles. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Fadrizi Williams, the president of Central Penn College. Today, I will be speaking with the college's head coach of our men's basketball team, Gary Martin. Coach Martin is in his first year as the head coach of the men's basketball at Central Penn College and has coached basketball in various local programs at both high school and college levels for over 25 years. Here are some of the highlights from Coach Martin's career. During his six seasons as head coach at Greencastle High School, Coach Martin compiled an 87-57 record. This included three mid-pen championships, four District 3 playoff appearances, and one PIAA state playoff berth. In 2012-13, he was named Boys Basketball Coach of the Year by the Chambersburg Public Opinion. In 2016, Coach Martin returned to his alma mater, Susquehanna Township High School, for five seasons. During his coaching, the team qualified for district playoffs for five years and state playoffs for two years. Coach Martin graduated from Susquehanna Township High School and played basketball at Lock Haven University. He has a BS in education. Coach Martin is employed by UPMC Harrisburg at Harrisburg Hospital. He resides in Harrisburg with his wife, Karen, and has two sons, Jordan and Andrew, and seven grandchildren. Please join me in welcoming Coach Gary Martin. Martin, it is a pleasure to have you on today's episode of The Bridge. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Very good. I'm excited to talk to you about your role as a coach, your role as a dad and a grandfather, um, the fact that you have a full-time job at UPMC, but you're still a men's basketball coach here at Central Penn College. So excited to pick your brain a little bit today. And basketball, it's really been a lifelong obsession for you. Is that correct? That is correct. As a player and then a coach. So when did you first become interested in basketball? What's like your earliest basketball memory? Well, my mother had lots of friends that were... In the sports. I didn't have an older brother or an older sister, so I was the first. And it was like neighborhood kids that would talk to you about, hey, we got signups for basketball. And that was with baseball, football. I was going to ask you, other sports too then? Other sports as well. Okay. And it was always where you didn't really know. You didn't have that older sibling to show you around. Sure. So so when, um, when I was asked, I thought, well, I'll give it a try. I played enough of it, like, on the sidewalk and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So... When you got coaching and you had friends in the neighborhood that were playing as well, I would say it was about age seven or so. Okay, so you were young. Yes, yes. And these kids now have it so good where they break into groups as far as seven and eights together, nine and tens. I grew up where it was seven through 12, so you were the small guy with all the older people. and. You know, you learned, and when you became 12, you were really appreciative. You were the big man. That's correct. <laughs> that is correct. So early on, it was it was kind of it was kind of just getting used to it, being mm-hmm. that little guy following the older guys, and um, it became to the point, like you said, as as you got a little older, you started getting your routines down. It's spring now; it's time to get the baseball gloves out. Okay. Uh, then fall came; you played football. Then winter, and you started your basketball. So it was really just right in the in the town, the community, where it was just sign ups and you played and and that's just was from season to season. And when so when you were little and you were starting to play, who were your influences? Did you watch 
professional basketball at that time? Like, did you have a team right away? Did you just love the sport in general? I tell you, I, I didn't really have a team yet early on. I do remember for baseball it was the Phillies. We mm-hmm. we always loved the Phillies. Our coach would say, hey, I'm going to take you guys to the Phillies game if you win a game. Uh, then, like, with basketball, it was sort of like the boys, boys and girls club where you played. And it was always nice to go see the older guys, like, okay. like the varsity teams sure. and so forth. And with football, it was the same, going to see the okay. varsity teams. So the older kids that you were watching, right. the varsity teams around you. And you you actually played for Susquehanna Township High School and then Lock Haven University. So you started as a young boy, but then you really started to take it seriously. That, that's correct. And, and never had any goals other than uh, just play each sport, be the best you could at it. And at Susquehanna Township, I guess I started to get a growth spurt like my sophomore year. Okay. And you started having colleges that were interested. So you were thinking, hey, maybe I can go to the next level. Sure. My student skills were only so, so, so. <laughs> but it put an interest in you to sure. really hone in on your skills in the classroom as well because SATs mattered, uh, your class grades mattered, your attendance just the person that you were to get into a school. So really start taking it seriously, in, uh, like high school. So I'm going to ask you a question because I have, I have a few friends who have sons and daughters that play multiple sports, very okay. similar to you, right? Every season, they just, they love athletics in general. At what point, or maybe this didn't happen for you, did you start focusing more on basketball? Because I would imagine as you as you are an athlete, and you sound like a natural athlete if you played on all those teams, do you get to a point where you really need to pick, like, am I going to be really successful in one or can I continue to do all of them? I, I really, um, and this is my coaching philosophy as well, I really believe play as many as you can. If you're going to be great in one, it won't hurt if you're still doing others. Okay. And I've always told kids that I was coaching, you know, the football team could really use you. You look like a nice wide receiver. Help them out. That's great. You know, I'll be there Friday nights to watch you play. And when we play on Saturdays with our workouts, if you can make it, come with us as well. And I think you get the kids to really buy into what you're doing by not forcing them, not being demanding. And my coaches were that way because every now and then you'd have a baseball coach that was going to then help with football or basketball. Right. That might be the guy who gave you a ride to practice as well. So, No, I think that's great advice. I think parents are always – there's so much pressure now for kids. And then as you're getting into some of these schools and there's only so many spots on a varsity team – there are some parents that will sort of push their, their kid toward one sport over another. And, and I do see it now. And yeah. sometimes it's the wrong sport. Yeah. Uh, from a tough. coaching standpoint, the kid loves basketball, but oh, what a long distance runner he is. But right. oh, I want to play basketball, I want to play basketball. And you don't discourage them from it, but you also try to encourage them with the other one as well. And basketball was maybe not my favorite at the time. Mm-hmm. But that was the one that our team was going to be really good in uh, during the 80s. And uh, I had to really watch football because I enjoyed that. But you did come into basketball a little banged up sometimes. Well, yeah, I'm sure. So I had to make sure as much as I practiced football, I had to still dedicate time to basketball as well. So it's a lot of time management. I talk talk to our students quite a bit about how being on a team and being part of athletics really does set you up 
to be a good student, to be a good employee, to be a great leader, because you have to start learning to prioritize your time at a pretty young age. You certainly do, and it helps if you have parents that are in tune with it to try to set the guidelines, but a lot of times you're on your own, mm-hmm. you know, with working parents and uh, travel and so forth yourself. It's you, you kind of have to juggle them a little it's bit. It's not easy. No, it's not. And if you can communicate with your coaches, and teachers are already on top of it, they know that you're doing multiple things. And, yeah. you know, I had so many great mentors in the classroom as well as on the court. And I think that's why I have the love to coach because, you know, sometimes it wasn't easy and they understood and yeah. they gave you guidance as far as, hey, you know, I know you got a big exam tomorrow. We're going to get out of here early today so you guys can study. And I try to do that with the kids right That's here on great. campus. Yeah. That's great. I want to talk a little bit about your high school days and the, sure. when you played in high school. Sure. Do you have any um, defining moment that when you were a player that happened that sort of changed how you saw things or just a memory that stands out in your mind about playing on that high school team? And sometimes sometimes they're not always positive ones. <laughs> sometimes it's something that happens and you learn a lesson and you're a different player for it. But anything anything in high school that stands out to you is some defining moments. Well, I would just say, uh, as we talk about sort of growing up and you go from seventh grade to eighth grade Mm -hmm. to ninth grade, and you can see your body changing, you're Mm -hmm. developing, and you watched kids that were a couple years older than you, and now you're uh, sort of trying out for the same team as some of those guys. And you can actually look and say, boy, I remember like a year ago I was smaller than him. I wasn't as, as talented. Now I feel like my skill work has paid off over the summer. And you start seeing where now coaches are looking at you differently. You know, when they're dividing teams, you're not, oh, well, there's two guys left. We'll put you on one and him on the other. So I would say, like, where I the finding moments was when leaving, like, ninth grade to go to sophomore and thinking, well, I'm going to probably play junior varsity to actually have the coach tell you, hey, you know, we, we like what you're doing. We want to move you to varsity. Wow, as a sophomore. As a wow. sophomore. So it was impressive. And in the back of your mind, you're still thinking, but am I going to play a lot or would I, would I be better sure. off on JV? That's true. That's a great point. And I sort of asked him in a, she best for you. And it was varsity and it wasn't a lot of minutes, but it was, it made me better for my junior year. Yeah. So my junior year, I was, I was a better basketball player. I appreciated it even more because I kind of watched the mm-hmm. year before. And then as a senior became a captain. So altogether, I would say like 10th grade, 11th and 12th, all made me the better person. And that kind of helps me with kids that you get now as freshmen. Yeah. And you want to say, guys, you know, I know you're not playing as much as you want. Hang in there. Keep competing and see where you're at next year. And so far, you know, you see some down heads a little bit. Well, yeah. But ultimately, it's like, guys, I lived it. It it happens. Just keep continuing to work at it. It's true. and, And then I think they'll help the other incoming kids at, at that time when when their sophomores and new freshmen are coming. Yeah. How, how tall are you, Coach? I think I'm about 6'4". I, I was going to say, you're at least 6'4". At one time, I was maybe a teeny bit taller, but, <laughs> but, but I think I'm still around 6'4". When, when did you hit that height? Was it was it that year like you're talking about, that freshman to sophomore year? It was from 5'8 to about 6'2". Wow. And then about six four senior year. So oh, okay. And and it, it was a really good way to go. Sometimes kids are tall early. Oh, I know. And then they sort of I want to say maybe peak and you uh-huh. know 
And I think when you grow gradually and then have that huge spurt, it really, really helps because you went from doing things that were semi-average to now you're like off the charts. Exactly. And I think when those guys that grew earlier, they see you catching them, they sort of feel a little bit somewhat intimidated by the fact that, man, I remember I used to be that guy. And, oh, yeah. You know, so hang in there if you're shorter. <laughs> and if you're tall, continue <laughs> to work because oh, those true. smaller guys might come up there one day. Think about it. Those smaller guys have to work twice as hard to make the team. And then if they had a growth spurt, you're right. It's like things come a little bit easier. So I, I definitely feel that way. Yes. Now, because you now you're saying you were a captain and you did play through high school, were you recruited to play at Lockhaven? I, w- I was, but it wasn't like, like the way I'm recruiting now, it was, yeah. it was nothing like that. Like now I'm talking to kids regularly a couple times a week. I'm trying to get out to their games. Right. We email, we send film. I send them our schedule. Anytime I can get anything from Professor Miller, I try to make sure they have the Twitch so they can watch right, it right. if they don't show. But when I was being recruited, it sort of happened with our when I was a junior, our team was a really good basketball team uh, competing for the state championship. Mm-hmm. And I was I was getting good minutes, but the upperclassmen were being recruited and you know, just being a part of that, I think they uh, remembered some of us underclassmen. Okay. And when I was offered a spot on the team, I thought, I don't have to look anymore. This this is for me. Sure. Um, and I was super happy to go there. And, you know, I listened to anyone else that called or, or sent a letter. Today's highly competitive job market requires college graduates to develop an edge before they ever walk into a job interview. At Central Penn College, we provide our students opportunities to develop that interview room edge in part through hiring expert faculty to teach in our classrooms. Central Penn College professors have that real-world experience you seek. Nearly all Central Penn College faculty have current or recent experience in their field of instruction that translates into powerfully relevant hands-on learning in the classroom. Central Penn College is a small private college in Central Pennsylvania offering nine Bachelor of Science degree programs, seven Associate of Science degree programs, three Associate in Applied Science degree programs, a Master of Professional Study degree programs, and dozens of post-secondary certificate and diploma programs. Visit centralpenn.edu to learn more about our exciting career-ready programs. Central Penn College. Opportunities start here. Lockhaven Bald Eagle, and I was super excited about it. That's totally exciting. And and that transition from high school to college is a very big transition. Yes, it was. Both as a student and even as a player. You go from being a captain your senior year, like you said, getting a lot of plays, and now you're a freshman mm-hmm. on a college team. Talk a little, a little bit about the transition, not just not just as an athlete, but even as a student going from high school to college. Well, it was, it was, it was super hard. And um, as I said, I wasn't uh, 4-0 student in high school. So coming in, that was one of my bigger fears, more so than basketball. Will I be able to do the schoolwork? Right. Will I have the, the tutoring? Will I have the help that I may need to, to get through? 
I mean, I would never give up on the classes. Sure. I would try, but would that be enough? And I felt like back at Susquehanna, I had so much help as far as um, turning in homework. You know, it was never like, I don't have it all. It might be a part. I didn't understand this part. Right. And they were like, hey, you know, just you can go down to the lab. You can get some work done there. It was never like, I'm playing basketball tonight. I'm not getting my schoolwork done. No, you showed the interest and wanted the right. help. That's exactly. a difference. Exactly right. So I was really reaching out for, for the help, and it was, it was there. And uh, I was so fortunate that way. And at college, you didn't know if you'd have the same thing. Yeah. You, you lived on your own. You right. were independent. There was really no mom, dad figure. Yeah, yeah. You had to make sure you did these things yourself. And, you know, we had team captains there that were very helpful. But you were the guy that was getting minimal playing time. You were sort of like the bottom of the sure, totem pole. Yeah. At least you felt that way anyway. Yeah. And uh, there was lots of lots of resources at college I found Good. out later. Good. And I also had freshmen that had some of the same concerns that I had. And, you know, we didn't have to feel like, man, you're left behind. You don't know what you're doing. Everyone right. else is on top of it. It was like we found out that through study groups and getting to the lab, you know, if you really want to get this done, you want your degree, you can get it if you continue to work hard. And and I'm just glad that those uh, resources were there for us. Do you do you share any of those stories or any of your initial fears when you first went to college with our with our men's team? I do, and I will tell you this though: I'm talking with you, and <laughs> you're a nice, kind lady. <laughs> sometimes when you're talking with your teammates and your peers, you gotta seem as if you're way up here, and none of those problems exist. But I often share yeah. share ideas and stories with them, and I even give them ideas on how to get help and. It's incorporated into our practice schedule where once a week we come over to the lab and we're set up with a team with a team up in a learning center. Yeah. And it's not like great. five or six o'clock. It's during our actual practice time. Wow. We cut into our time to make sure that they're in here. And and I'm very happy to say that everyone that was on the roster first semester is back right now. They they all made That's the amazing. grade to be back. That's amazing. So I want more wins in basketball, but we're actually winning in the classroom right now. And, and you know, you and I are going to talk a, a little bit about coaching in a second because really you have a brand new team. We yes. had a year of a pandemic where no one played. And this is, you know, your first year coaching with us. You have a brand new team. I mean, you're really building your team. And, and we are learning each other as you, as yeah. you're saying. And, and some there's trust that's building, and right now I, I give the guys a lot of credit. They're they're buying into what's what's yeah. out there, and a lot of times when you don't win right away, it can make them have a little pushback. But sure. for the most part, it's a group of young men that are really working together as, as a unit. You know, you said I'm a sweet lady, and and so what I'm going to say to you is maybe because I am a woman and I'm the president of the college, they're very nice to me, but they're the sweetest group of kids. They are so respectful. And every time I see them, they stop and they engage me and they say hello. And I just, I, I adore them. They and that, really do. And that's awesome. And I'm, and I'm glad they, that, they're, that they're doing that and they're showing their manners. And we talk about how we talk to each other because it's kind of a heated moment. You're fighting for a oh, loose yeah. ball. Yeah, for and, sure. And with each other, it it's, can be uh, a little... Of course. But ultimately, at the end of practice, yeah. we all we all leave together. We go to games together in the van. There's a lot to be said about traveling mm-hmm. two and three hours together, I and, bet. and how we have to lean on each other for things. And it's it, it really has been wonderful. And you know, I just think that as time continues to go on, 
I return all but one. So I think that, you know, as time goes on, I think we'll just continue to bond and I think you'll see more and more wins. Well, that that sounds good to me. Uh, let's talk about coaching. So what made you get interested in coaching? I know we're not the first team you coached. You've coached for quite a long time. Yes. I think my first coaching job was somewhere around 19, 1994. Okay. And that was paid. I had, <laughs> I had others where you coached in Oh, yeah, like no contracts and right. right, right. Your dad down the street to take some to three-on-three tournaments. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Gus oh, yeah, Mack yeah. yep. and things like that. I played in it. I coached my kids in it and then other kids. So it was that was always interesting and exciting to bring like a community together to plan. That's great. And I, I loved it. I mean, you're you're playing and competing and you're winning a hunk of medal that it meant nothing more to you. No, you just, it's bragging rights. Yes. yes, <laughs> yes. Sure. So, so uh, 1994, I believe, was I'd started still high, and I was their middle school coach, and that was. I just couldn't believe how talented these kids mm. were at such a young age. I look back to how good we were in like the 80s and thought, hey, these guys are pretty good yeah. for, for being so oh, young. Yeah. And I stayed there for two years. We had one, one undefeated season, and I was leaving, and the kids were like, I can't believe you're, you know, people wouldn't believe you'd leave an undefeated team mm-hmm. and, and move on. But the opportunity opened up here at East Pennsboro. I came over as the junior varsity coach. Stayed there two years, and um, if memory serves me correct, I went from there to to Dickinson College. I was an assistant there for okay. for uh, four years. Then I landed my first head coaching high school job. I was at Cedar Cliff. Mm-hmm. I coached there, and my alma mater opened up where I went back as an assistant. From there, I, I know I became the head coach at Greencastle Antrim. I was there for six years, wow. and I don't even know what led me there. Just somehow that opened, and... I was yeah. there for six. I loved it. Yeah. But then Mama Mater called and, oh, we have an opening. So I went back there, stayed five years. And most of these were multi-year. It wasn't sure. like like one year and I'm, I'm running out. It was, I loved them all and never would have yeah. left any. It was circumstances where you were like either an assistant. Yeah, it's opportunities. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then after being at Susquehanna, this this one was the one that was really shocking. I'm at a senator's baseball game, and <laughs> and I ran into a lady that worked here in the building, and I don't know if I had something that said coach on it. Yeah. And we talked basketball, and she said, our college position's open. I thought, wow, that's, that's great. I don't think I've ever had a, a foot on this campus. Is that right? All that time, all this all time this you've time, lived here? Yeah, and I've wow. heard about it. I know people that have graduated from here. And I came over and met with – the athletic director, Casey Hicks, mm-hmm. and from there, that was, I knew her slightly as a, as a younger kid. Her mother sure. coached where I was at, and, you know, it's just been, um, I interviewed for position. It's been great ever since, and now I'm sitting here with you two, and it's, <laughs> and that's great. Things are just getting better and better. Well, I will tell you that when you when you were announced that you are our, our men's head basketball coach, I don't know that I've ever had so many people reach out to me email, phone calls, you have the best coach, people whose sons you have coached um, to let us know the the impact you made on their lives. So we know we're very lucky to have you and our students are very lucky to have you. We're excited you're here. Well, thank you very much. And I'm I'm very lucky to be here and uh, I appreciate it. I want to stay here as long as I can. I mean, this this has been fantastic and we're still in season now, but 
we had a couple of new kids that came in and yeah. I can see the welcoming that they're receiving from the previous kids. And it's just these new ones are welcoming the old ones. That's great. And it's just it's just been fantastic just to see in this short amount of time how things are just rolling so smoothly. Well, that's that's good to hear. wraps up today's episode of The Bridge. Make sure you tune into the second half of my interview with Coach Gary Martin when we talk about his role as coach of the Central Penn College men's basketball team, as well as how he manages his time between working full-time coaching and being a husband and active father and grandfather. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Fadrizi-Williams. Take care, and I'll catch you next time on The Bridge. listening to this episode of The Bridge, hosted by Central Penn College President Linda Fadrizi-Williams. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a great rating on your favorite podcast service. The Bridge is available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes of The Bridge, stories of resilience, courage, and innovation with Dr. Linda Fadrizi-Williams. We'll see you next time.